read this story about a person who needed a kidney transplant. They'd been on the list for a while. Time was running out. And then the family heard the incredible news. There was a donor. And it was an anonymous donor. I thought, man, that's incredibly selfless. Not only giving up the kidney, but not wanting any recognition or praise for doing it. And I also wondered how the recipient felt. You know, obviously she had to be incredibly grateful. But I would think she also had to wonder, man, who was the anonymous donor? I'd love to get to know them, hang out with them. I mean, they must be pretty incredible. And while I can understand the thinking of an anonymous donor, I'm so glad that Jesus was not an anonymous giver. I'm glad that we not only have someone rich enough to pay our debt, but that we can also have a relationship with this incredible donor, this extravagant giver. My name is Stephen. My name is Ernie. This is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our mind on things above. In this episode, we're looking at Ephesians 2, focusing on verse 5. It says this, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So over the last few episodes, we've been talking about how we were dead, how God was rich in mercy. And the question is why? I don't want to be over simplistic, but at minimum, Paul says to us that we were made to be alive together with Christ. I heard somebody say one time, if the Bible were the script for a play, both the opening scene and the final act of this drama would focus on God's desire to rule with his people. What I find is sin has this tendency to warp the way we relate to God. And the gospel over these verses and throughout the New Testament, it invites us into something more than just sin management. It invites us into something more than just a get out of hell free card. It invites us into a relationship with Jesus, a deep, meaningful relationship with Jesus. So Paul says he didn't merely make us alive through Christ, but made us alive with Christ. That difference is important. He raised us up with him and seated us with him. So we have both life through resurrection as well as a relationship. When Jesus was crucified, the veil in the temple was torn so that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. This concept is pretty unique to Christianity. Most religions talk about a God who is distant, impersonal, sitting on high in a castle somewhere, and we're just trying to climb the mountain. Jesus changed that paradigm entirely and invites us to experience him daily. Christianity without experiencing God is is empty. It's, It's academic. Tim Keller says, doctrinal soundness must be accompanied with hard experience or it will lead to nominal Christianity. So there's nothing more important, more life-altering than prayer to build that relationship. I appreciate your example you gave earlier, man, because it it really, I think, communicates what's happening here, that we don't just have an anonymous donor. We have a benevolent, extravagant giver of mercy who's also invited us into a deep, meaningful relationship with himself. The goal is clear. It's not to just attain knowledge, not to climb the ladder of religiosity, but to walk with Jesus, filled with love and wonder. Christianity, Tim Keller says, without real experience of God will eventually be no Christianity at all. 
So I think the encouragement for us as we land this plane, as we close out this episode is, and to take time to walk with Jesus. As this text has communicated in Ephesians 2, it says that you and I were dead. God was ridiculously rich in mercy, and we've been raised to new life to walk with Jesus. I think as we close, it's just a good challenge just to slow down, to take a step back from the machine of life, to breathe in Christ and to remember his grace and his mercy and his kindness. He's raised us up into new life to walk with him. See you next time. 